Let's begin, Rabotai. Um, we're in a beautiful parasha, the parasha of Lech Lecha, the parasha where the Jewish journey begins, the journey of the Avot, where Abraham Avin was told to leave Lech Lecha Me'artzecha, go from your land, Molatecha, Betavicha, go from these places, and I want you to try and begin something new. So Abraham begins this new thing called the Jewish people. Now, I want to just share with you a beautiful uh, uh, idea that's first expressed by Rashi. And I will make you, God says, if you go on this journey, if you follow in my ways, I'm going to make you into a great nation. And I will bless you. And I will greatly enhance and magnify your name. Okay? So you have three different things here. Three different promises. One more time. I'm going to make you into a great nation. I'm going to bless you. And finally, and I will uh, make your name great. Okay? Rashi says something very interesting. He says, what does this mean? These three things. Rashi says as follows. When it says, I'm going to make you into a great nation, that is expressed in the fact that each and every day, Shachrit, Mincha, Arbit, we say Elohe Abraham, the God of Abraham. What's the next thing it says? Avarechicha, Elohe Yitzchak. That we're going to say in the prayers that God is the God of Yitzchak. And finally, Ve'agadlashemecha, it will make your name great, Elohe Yaakov. That's when we say the God of Yaakov. But then Rashi says something fascinating. Because the end of it ends, the end of the Pasuk ends, it says, Ve'heyeh and you will be for a blessing. Now, most of us think that that means that Abraham was going to be a blessing for the people. He would be a blessing for those uh, around him. But Rashi quotes, and Rashi says in the name of Chazal, We start in the Beracha. We say, Elokei Abraham, Elokei Yitzchak, Elokei Yaakov. We should end the Beracha and say, Baruch Amunai, Magen, Abraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov. We don't say that. We say, Magen, Abraham. You will be the Beracha means we're going to finish just with you. So there's a couple of questions I want to look at today, and maybe we'll uh, we'll see something very beautiful that comes out of this. Question number one is: what does this mean, We finish with you. Why? Why do we finish with Abraham? You have God of Abraham, the God of Yitzhak, the God of Yaakov. Say in the end, God protects Abraham, Yitzhak, Yaakov. Why do we end off only with one if we began with many? By the way, what's even more interesting to me is a very interesting halachic uh, nikuda. Let's say as, a begin- as an example, I ate uh, mezonot. So what do I make as a beracha at the end of the beracha? Anyone know? Do I say, do I say berkat amazon? I don't say berkat amazon. What do I say in such a moment? I say, alamichya. So let's say I say Baruch Atah Amunai. How do I end the Beracha? Baruch Atah Amunai. What happens if I drink a, a rivi'it of wine? What Beracha do I make? Ala Gefen. Now it's the same Beracha other than the beginning and the end, right? So what if I say Baruch Atah Amunai, Ala Gefen ve'Apriah Gefen, and then I end and I say Ala Mechav Ala Kalkala, which goes on the Have I fulfilled my Beracha, my after blessing? No. Because you have to start with it, mechia, gefen, and you have to end with it, mechia, gefen. 
How could you start with Elokeh, in Abraham, Isaac, Yaakov, and then end the Beracha with only one of them? You haven't completed the Beracha. The same way you're not Yotzeh in Alamechia ve'alagefen. If you end off and only say Alamechia and not Alamechia ve'alagefen, so too over here. That's question number two. Question number three, what is it that allowed the Avot to have that God should say about them, Elokeh Abraham? Now, just so we understand this idea and how powerful and insane it actually is. There's a being called God, right? God is the source of all energy, of all power. God is the source of all creation. He makes everything. He created the Milky Way. He created the galaxies. He created the concept of time itself, of light and dark, of earth and water. He made not billions of human beings, but over the centuries, over millennia, he created trillions of human beings. So if you said that he's God of the universe, I would understand that. But you're going to say that the God of the universe, of all planets, whether there's alien life on them or not, of time, of gravity, of nuclear physics, of, of atomic construction, you're going to say that that God, you're going to give him a name and say he's the name of Eloke Abraham, of one man who lived in one time for a period of over a hundred years. Wow. Do you understand the concept there? That's like saying that President Trump is the president over that sugar packet. Now, he is the president over everything in the United States, but it's a ridiculous thing to say. He's the president over the country, right? Is that, is that clear? To call him the president over something infinitesimal within the system is crazy. Eloke, the God of Avram? What does that even mean? Rabbi Utai, the answer is actually fascinating. How does one get called? How does something get called by one's name? Listen to this. The Ramchal in Derech Etz Chaim writes that a person should spend a little bit of time each day thinking to himself, what is it that made God choose Abraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov, the, our forefathers? What is it? What, what, what was so special about them? What were they like? And seek through that to emulate the process and the mitzvot of our great forefathers. But if that's the process, listen to the words, V'yivakesh bilvavo, and he should seek out in his heart, says the Ramchal. Ma asu arishonim, what did our forebearers do? Avot olam, the fathers of the world, shekach chashak Hashem bahem, that God desired them, that loved them so much. What was it that made God love them so much? Spend time thinking about it, says Ramchal. Now listen to this. Rav Galinsky writes that you know what it was? You know what made uh, God say, Elohei Abraham, Elohei Yitzchak, call himself by their name? Say that he's the God of them when, he, when he's really the God of everything? So he says, there's a Midrash that teaches us a following, seemingly unrelated concept, which will come back and drive this point home for each and every one of us. The Midrash in Shemot says as follows, Three things. Natan Moshe nafsho alehim. He gave his nefesh, he gave his whole heart, his whole life, his whole soul for them. V'nikre'u al shemo. And they were called on his name. What are they? Yisrael, Torah, and Dinim. What does it say, Yisrael? It says about the Jewish, pe- about the Jewish people. V'yizkor yimei olam. 
Moshe Amo. He calls the nation of Jewish people Amo, the nation of Moshe. That means that the nation is called on his name. Torah, Zichru Torat Moshe Avdo. You see that the Torah is also called Moshe's. And finally, the Dinim Ve'ele Mishpatim Asher Tasim Lifnehem. Also the same thing. So the Midrash in each time declares that if you want something called after your name, you have to give everything for it. Okay? And then the Midrash continues. And it says, you see the same thing about Esther. That Esther got up, on her nation. The Beit HaMikdash is called in whose name? It's called in the name, Mizmor Shir Hanukkah Tabayit LeDavid. It's not David's house. Who built the Beit HaMikdash? Shalomu HaMelech. Why is it called the house of David? Sukkat David HaNofelet. Why is it called David's house? Because David gave his life to build the Beit HaMikdash. He knew he wouldn't build it, and he went out and bought the plot for it, did everything he could to line everything up. Rabotai, if you're Moser Nefesh, you give everything for something, okay? Then that could gets called on your name. Two more examples. Miriam risks her life for Moshe. And she's called his, he's, this is, Moshe Rabenu is, is her brother. Why? Because she gave her life to go down to the riverbank. After breaking the law, she was identifying that she, right, she's the, you know, they say the, the, the victim of the, the excuse me, the, uh, uh, I forget the, the, the name, the perpetrator always returns to the scene of the crime. So she went to the scene of the crime. She could have gotten stolen. She could have gotten punished for it. The same thing as well, Shimon Velevi, right? The brothers of Dina asks our Chazal, what, these are the only brothers of Dina? She has ten other brothers. The answer is, Shimon and Levi strapped their swords on, went to avenge her honor, took on the whole city of Shechem in order to protect her, to go get her back. So they're called, she's called their sister, not anybody else's. You want to know how you, something is called yours? You know, you have a whole family. They build a company. Whose company is it? The one that doesn't leave the office. The one that gives everything to build it. Everyone, they start saying, oh, you know what? Yeah, that's David's company. You know, it's, oh, it's a family office. Yeah, but it's, it's David's. You give your life for something. You give your whole heart for something. You acquire that thing. Rabotai, the, our avot, each one of them was moser nefesh for one midah. They gave everything to be able to acquire one midah, one character trait. Abraham gave everything to be the Isha Chesed, the man of Chesed. He didn't have a home. He had no privacy. He had no time for himself. Even when he's in pain and he's recovering from an operation, a Brit Milah at that age, what is he doing? He's sitting outside looking for guests. In the hottest part of the day. Okay? Abraham was Moser Nefesh for Chesed. So therefore, that mitzvah brings about an awareness of God in the world. When you're Moser Nefesh for something, what do we say? It gets called on your name. So when people saw the chesed of Abraham, right, they were able to understand this is godliness in the world. Wow, Yishtabach Shemo. Praise be his name. Look at this mitzvah. Look at this tzaddik. Look at what he's doing. Zechet tzaddik. You remind yourself the tzaddik. Livracha. Yavbiracha. So each one of our forefathers, they were Moser Nefesh. They gave everything to be able to have that mitzvah. And through that process, they got the name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu called on them. So why therefore was only one of them, Why do we finish only with the beracha of 
Only with the Beracha of Abraham. Each one of them got the name of God. Rabotai, there's two answers to this. And I want to drive home this answer. The answer is Rabotai, maybe according to what the Vilna Gaon taught. The word Bechachot doesn't just mean that the end of the Beracha has the words Magen Abraham. But it means. It's the final countdown. Throughout the Jewish people's history, we have exemplified Givura. We've gone to the stake in Spain and been burned alive for our religion. That's Yitzchak's bag, Givura, strength. We've gone to Siberia for practicing mitzvot in Russia. O Yehudi, O Tzelov. You get burnt at the cross if you're not going to... Right? We were given choices. Leave your religion. Um, the Greeks, Givura. We had... Those were our days. Torah. There was once a time where we had Tanaim, Amoraim. They knew all of Torah by heart. Today, what do we know? We have a little class in the morning from some nudnik, some nobody, Shlomo Farhi. That's my Torah for the day. They used to sit and learn Torah until they were sweating. They knew Mesechtot. They knew Sukhan Aruf. They knew everything by heart. So we used to have Torah. We don't have Torah like we used to have. We don't have strength of character, sacrifice like we used to have in the days. But there's one Midah that in the end of time, in the final countdown to Mashiach, we will still have and that is chesed. There's more chesed today in the Jewish people than there has ever been throughout any part of history. You open up in Israel a little phone book, you'll see pages and pages of gemachs, where they lend out a free loan society, where they have a crib for the baby, and they have a berit milah pillow. I'm kidding you, I'm not kidding you around at all. Check it out, you'll see in Yerushalayim, pages and pages and pages. You need chairs, don't rent them. Get them for free. Some guy has 75 chairs in his machzan. He's lending it out free. You don't have to spend money for your simcha, for your bar mitzvah, to rent chairs. You need tables? Another gemach, no problem. You need medicine in the middle of the night? No problem. Some guy's got it. You need whatever you need, whatever, whatever, whatever you need. You need to go get a toothpick? Had to have a gemach. This is how it works. The Jewish people <laughs> is gone crazy. The other day, Rabotai, I just want to share with you. At the end of the wedding, so the caterer comes and they bring you all this food. So they dropped all this food with us into the van that brought us home from the wedding. I get home, Hannah says to me, what do we do with all this food? I don't have room in the fridge, in the freezer. I barely have any space for it. I said, you're 100% right. She says, I, we should, we, I, I can't throw it out. So uh, we called Remy Zetuni, okay? Remy is the superman of the Sephardic Bikuchuling organization. And he packs meals and he bakes, bakes and, and cooks meals and delivers them to Sephardic Kukholim. And people who don't have food to eat, they deliver them Shabbat meals. They deliver them dinners every single day. We took all this leftovers, string beans, and couscous, and rice, and short rib, and, and chicken, mabar, if it was even in these tins. We dropped it off at Remy's house. He's like a machine. He sends me pictures after uh, two hours, three hours, whatever it is, like clockwork. I must show you afterwards in the class you want to see. Just trays and trays and trays. Wow. They made 65 dinners from leftovers like I was going to throw in the garbage. There's a beautiful organization. It's called, and we talk about the Jewish people, you know, the Jewish people that survived. You know what that's called? She'erit ha'peleta. 
the end of the the, the leftovers, the ones that got away after the war. It's called She'erita Pileta. Someone started an organization, brilliant name. They called it She'erit, the leftovers, Haplate. <laughs> the leftovers on the plate. You have a bar mitzvah, what do you do? Don't throw the stuff away. People are starving for that food. You have a wedding. You don't throw that food away. Let someone come. And this organization called Sherita Plate, they turn up at the wedding with a big refrigerated truck. All the stuff that's going to go in the garbage, they stock it up, repackage it, send it out to people. Magnificent. Bechachot means, says the Vilna Gaon. You want to know how we're going to finish out, close out the final chapter in Jewish history? Bechachot We're going to sign, seal, deliver the Jewish people's future. The Mashiach is going to come through this. Like we say, Sion b'mishpat Sion Zion is going to be b'mishpat with justice is going to be redeemed. V'shavea and the ones that are all out in Nidachim and Eretz Israel, all of the people that left Eretz Israel, that there's Jews in America and in South America and in Russia and in Poland and in who knows where in Poughkeepsie, right wherever they find themselves. V'shavea those that were taken away into captivity. V'sdaka. Rabotai, this is the power of our people right before the time of Mashiach. And I think this is why you have even Jews that have nothing to do with Judaism. They don't go to shul, they don't do anything. They might be reformed, they might be conservative, they might be reconstructionist. They don't know any words in Hebrew. They don't know Shema Yisrael. What do they know? Tzikun Olam. Tzikun Olam. Fix the world. And they're running to go give starving children in Africa food. Minen luen. Becha chotmin. Becha chotmin. Hashem says, in the end of times, I'm coming back to you, Abraham. There's a wave of teshuvah today that we have not seen in thousands of years. People who are coming back through online classes to finding their way to Israel on a birthright trip, Mabarif. Bechachot means Abraham in the beginning of time figured out how to bring people closer to God. God says to Abraham, Bechachot means. So you have a question and you want to know how can we start the Beracha, Abraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov, and end with Abraham? The answer is without Abraham, there isn't a Yitzchak. Without Abraham, there isn't a Yaakov. So ending with Abraham is different than Ala Michyav Ala Gefen. Because Michya and Gefen have nothing to do with one another. But if as an example, I was making the Beracha on grapes and on raisins, without grapes, you have no raisins, Rahi. Yeah? So Bechach would mean, Magen Abraham, the protector of Abraham, is also the protector of Yitzhak, and also the protector of Yaakov. Rabotai, I just want to end with this, if this is okay. I hope that, uh, that uh, this is okay with them, and it's not a problem. I just went to Lakewood for the uh, Sheva Berachot, okay? Now, it's an amazing thing, the Lakewood. Lakewood, they, you know, they get a lot of bad press sometimes uh, in, in the media and different places, but, you know, it's a city of people who are dedicated to living their lives according to Torah. So each person, they have a house. What do they do? They have a basement. They f- fix up the basement. They kid it out. So it should be a simcha suite. You have lots of people over there getting married, lots of people having bar mitzvahs and weddings and brit milahs and, uh, you know, shalom zachars and, uh, you know, and every possible... Kiddush for their daughter. So you have family coming in for where they're going to stay. There's no hotels in the middle of a residential area. So people take their whole basement, they turn it into a three-bedroom, four-bedroom apartment, you know, two-bedroom apartment, and, and they have people stay. 
I came out of the house last night. The guy across the street has people packing up their car. The guy over there packing up their car. Everyone's packing up their car because every single house on the block had another guest. Majnun. But let me tell you what was so special. This family, their name was Grossman. And I know she listens. The grandmother of this family, the mother, excuse me, uh, of this family uh, lives over here in Manhattan. I'm not going to say her name so she doesn't get embarrassed. She listens every morning, so this is a surprise she won't know. We walked into the apartment, and right next, as soon as you walk into this little place that we're staying, what are they? They don't even know who I am. They don't know if I'm a rabbi, I'm not a rabbi. They don't know anything. They just know another Jewish person needs a place to live. I walk in, and right there sitting there is a thing with a thermos with hot water for Shabbat. With two different kinds of coffee and two different kinds of tea. With sugar and splendor, okay? A little thing of rugalach, of chocolate rugalach there. I thought, it's so nice, a beautiful thing. I walk in, in the bathroom, there's mini little bottles of, uh, of mouthwash, scope. I don't think she was making a comment about my breath because they hadn't even met me yet, right? <laughs> so they're sitting there. And then there's a toothbrush and toothpaste packaged individually. Little packages of Advil, of, of soap, of shampoo. Whatever you could possibly need, they have in this place. Set up for you, an alarm clock. Every possible thing that you could think that you might need is there already. And I wrote, I tried to write them a letter before I left. Because I said, how could I not leave them a thank you before I go, right? But I couldn't find a piece of paper in, the, in, the, in this apartment. So I took a cup, and I broke the cup apart. And I rolled out the cup after I pulled out the bottom. And I wrote a thank you letter on the note, on the cup itself. And I said in this letter, amongst other things, I said, you know, Abraham is called Abraham Ha'etan. Anyone know what does etan mean? Etan means a giant. Okay? He's a giant. Abraham was a giant. And what was he a giant of? He's a giant of chesed. I said, it's for no mistake that 4,000 years later, he has a great, great, great grandson and granddaughter whose name is Grossman. In Yiddish, Grossman means a giant man. Gross. So there was an etan, a giant back in the day that knew exactly how to make everyone feel welcome and feel comfortable. And his great-great-great-grandchildren are still today living embodiments that the power of Abraham Avinu is still in the world. The Midrash tells us that there was a man who came who was 90 years old to Abraham. Abraham gives him food to eat. He takes care of him. And when the man is finished, he says, you know, this food, it didn't come from me. You're thanking me, Abraham says. You should really thank the one who created it. The guy says, you know what? You're absolutely right. Reaches in his pocket. He pulls out a pocket Buddha, Yani, right? A little uh, uh, Abu Dazara on the go, you know? <laughs> he pulls it out and he kisses the Abu Dazara. Abraham's like, she be pledged. <laughs> 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 he gave him the thing. Instead of doing Bekat Amazon, he did Bekat Abu Dazara. Right, he says, listen, he's 90 years old. I explained to him, Bore Olam. I try to explain. He says, you know what? Let me explain to you. You know, he's giving him the thing like this, like that. Don't you realize? The idol, you made it. How could it be your God if you made it yourself? Right? It doesn't make sense. Da, 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 da. The guy says, you know what? I hear what you're saying. He takes out his Abu kisses it again. <laughs> Abraham says, the guy 90 years old. By this stage, khalas, he don't, he's not going to get it. He says, okay, goodbye. Abraham goes. Hashem appears to Abraham and says, Abraham, I waited for this man for 90 years to come back to me. And six hours by you and you gave up on him? Abraham ran after him, invited him to stay another night in the Eshel, in the hotel. Gives him, feeds him dinner, feeds him breakfast, has a longer conversation with him, and eventually he's able to be Maksihim Tshuva. You know, the kindness of Abraham Avinu was not just giving food and not just giving drink, but the kindness of Abraham Avinu was 
if I can return, if I can give him some food, that's wonderful. If I can give him a pillow and a blanket, wonderful. But the greatest gift I could give him is himself. Until a person has a connection with Borei Olam, until a person is uh, bound up with God, is living their best life, is uh, kind and sensitive and morally driven and ethically bound, then they're not themselves. They're a hijacked version by the Yetzehara of themselves. They're a, they were hacked. And there's some rogue program. Abraham would give them the greatest gift through giving them food and taking care of them, through loving them, he managed to give them access to the, to the nikuda, to the point in their soul which was ready to be lit up again, to be uh, turned on again. Rabotai, bichach mutmin, that is our generation. So perhaps for this week, in the, in the merit of Abraham Avinu, this journey that began so long ago, uh, each one of us could take upon ourselves to do one little new chesed a day. And don't think, don't think big. There's a great statement in the world of uh, fixing the, the in Sikhun Alam, fixing the world. There's a great statement, and the statement goes right when you're you want to solve the problems of the environment, think globally, right? Fix the planet, ozone layer, act locally. Act the act, actions that you make to save the planet. They're not over there. They're over here. They're, if you're recycling. If you're throwing your garbage on the floor, you're taking care of it properly. They're being conscious of extra waste. So if we want to bring Mashiach, which we know, Bechach Otmin, is through the process of chesed, of tzedakah, of kindness, of loving our fellow Jew, of loving humanity, of bringing them close to God, of being or lagoim, a light unto the nations. So we've got to crack this code. We've got to figure out what it is that we need to do. But don't think globally. Don't, excuse me, don't act globally. Think globally and act locally. The person you see on the way to work, on the way back from work, be nicer to your wife, to your kids, to the people, the people who provide you service throughout the day. And through that, Bezat Hashem will be zocheh to the coming of Mashiach Merah. Amen. Amen. Zaku Baruch. Today's breakfast was dedicated in loving memory and Lilui Nishmat Nisim Ben Amelia, sponsored by his son, Rafi Hasbani. Zaku Baruch.